Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. And she goes, Brittany, you are not a businesswoman. You are a dog walker. And I went, oh my gosh, she's so right. My name is Esprit Devora, host of the Women in Tech show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create the Women in Tech show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. I call it actionable empowerment. Every single episode, you'll hear the story of a fantastic woman in tech, from engineers to founders to investors to journalists to designers, all sorts of different females in tech who have thrived. I want to share their stories with you so that you can know what resources, mentors, and life situations they accessed in order to get to where they are today. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast. So grateful to be in the beautiful Santa Monica, California. Soon I will be in New Zealand celebrating women in tech all over that country. But today I get to celebrate one of my favorite female founders here in Los Angeles. Britt, hi. Hey, Esprit. I am so, so pumped to have you on because... First of all, being an entrepreneur is not an easy thing for anybody, and you charge it, and you don't let anything stop you. So let's start from the beginning. Go ahead, introduce yourself, and tell everybody a little bit about what you do. Hey, everyone. My name is Britt Alvarud, and I'm the founder of Handler, and I also have another company called Dogs Energy, and that's located in San Diego. And we take care of hundreds of puppies a day. But Handler is my tech company, so we'll focus on that. <laughs> and, and, and then we can focus a little bit about the two because they're all okay. about you and your story. So you started, let's, let's go back to the beginning. When did you become an entrepreneur? Well, I would say when I was uh, 13 years old and I wanted to sell my family's avocados from our ranch on the side of the road for 50 cents each. <laughs> that is so, first of all, delicious. Love That's avocados. awesome. So you've always had that entrepreneurial bug. And that led to eventually creating Dogs Energy and Handler. And tell us what Handler does. So Handler is an on-demand platform for local service businesses. So it's for the, your dog walker, your house cleaner, your car detailer, um, whoever runs a service business that's mobile and they need apps to manage their staff out in the field. And they also need a way for their customers to book on demand because everybody is lazy these days. <laughs> and we don't want to pick up the phone and call anyone. And we right. just want to know, when can I have it? I want it now. Completely. Um, yeah. So Handler came from my dog walking business. So what happened was I started this business. I was walking like 20 to 30 dogs a day by myself. And that was crazy. That is crazy. Um, <laughs> and I literally hit a wall of burnout as yeah. in I was working so much. I was so frazzled and I was eating all my meals in my car. I looked down to get that bite of perfect oatmeal and I slammed into the back of a garbage truck. I thought you were about to say you ate dog food by mistake. <laughs> that likely could have been possible. <laughs> Wait, you slammed into a garbage First of all, are you OK? What happened? Oh, yeah, I was fine. Thank God. But that was a huge wake up call. 
um, huge wake up call because I realized that I needed to get my act together. And and I also was just so busy actually taking care of dogs that I wasn't taking care of my business that was blowing up in front of my eyes. I couldn't keep up with it or yourself or myself. Yeah, I wasn't taking care of myself. Yeah. 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 That's so interesting. And I'm really glad you said this. I wasn't taking care of my business because I was too busy doing the tasks in my business. And this is a question, as you know, comes up for me, comes up for all of us, is when is it time to delegate? Like there's these two rules of thumbs. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're a startup. We're on limited resources. Why should I, you know, spend the, the very limited resources I have in order to hire people like I need Mm -hmm. to just step up and do it myself. And then there's like, no, it's more uh, to be a more effective business owner. We need to delegate. It's part of the growing process. That is a smart thing to do. What's your take and where's the balance? Really good question. Um, Well, I think slamming into a wall or garbage truck. Yeah, (laughs) that's always a good time. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's how it works. Sometimes something bad has to happen in order for us to wake up. And that happened for me. Also, I had a client who I respected a ton as a woman uh, business leader. She was one of my clients. I took care of her dog. I handed her an invoice that was like three months late. And I was so embarrassed. And it wasn't because I didn't want to get paid. It's because I was just too busy to get paid. And she was so mad at me. And she goes, Brittany, you are not a businesswoman. You are a dog walker. And I went, oh, my gosh, she's so right. (laughs) Oh, wow. And then that's when I realized I want to be a real business owner. And that's when I just threw myself into learning everything that I could and reading every business book I could get my hands on. And I read The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. It's one of my early business books. It was one of my favorite. It's I need to reread it. Yes, it's my. I read it when I was a teenager. Oh, I wish I had read it when I was a teenager. It was, I think it was legit one of my very first business books. Mm-hmm. Oh my, remind us, what are the key principles? Well, it's all about not being Sarah the pie maker. You want to be Sarah the business owner. <laughs> so Interesting. you have to delegate everything. So, okay, maybe you're really good. I was really good at taking care of dogs. Love, love, love dogs. But the problem is you can be really good at something, but then if you put so much into it, and you get busier and busier and you can't keep up, you get burned out. And then all of a sudden you don't like, you know, baking pies anymore. Right. You're not enthused, which means that more is not going to come to you. Right. So you need to take what you know, then you need to put systems and processes in place or use technology to be able to help you expand your time. Um, And then you need to go, Okay, I can do this really well. Now I need to find people who are as passionate as I am or even better at it than I am. Yeah. And then replicate my processes so that I can touch more people. Totally. I can take care of a thousand dogs the way that I think they should be taken care of instead of me only taking care of, you know, 30 a day by myself. So in the beginning, before maybe it was even called Dogs Energy, or maybe let me know if it was called Dogs Energy at the time, was it just you? It was called Wags and Wiggles. <laughs> but was it just you? That's it so was cute. just me. Okay. So it went from, I guess you were self-employed. Yes. Yeah. You were your own contractor and you were walking 20 to 30 dogs a day and it was Wags and Wiggles. And then you have this aha moment. Is the mm-hmm. timeline right? Yeah, I started in college and uh, wanted to make extra cash, was making hand over fist cash for a college student. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) My parents were like, 
we sent you to UCSD to be a dog walker. And I was like, yeah, but look at these dollars. It was pretty funny. Um, and then I ended up actually so hiring my mom. <laughs> I feel like, Adam, can you include like a, a dog like audio right there? That would be amazing. <laughs> um, and I was doing what I loved, but then I couldn't do it all. And then I was like, I need to hire. And I actually, I remember a pivotal moment for me when I realized that I needed to have a goal yeah. and I'm all about setting those goals, writing them down, yeah. journaling and getting clear on what you want. Right. Because then you can work backwards. So yeah. I remember a bunch of years back, I said, you know what? I want to make 10 grand per month. Yeah. And then, then I said that way I can still live off of my measly, like, you know, I think I was only doing $2,000 a month yeah. and, and like a $300 a month rent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but then I thought, well, what if I keep living off of this amount? Right. And I don't increase my spending, but I want to make this amount so that I can afford to bring on a, a, another dog walker. Right, right. And then that way I can pay them and then I'll keep investing the other amount back into my business so right. that I can continue to grow it. Yeah. And then that way I can pay myself more later. Right. That sort of thing. And it's just it. a snowball effect. And, and when you were, when you went into the garbage truck, um, were you still, you were still working? It was just you at that point, right? Yeah. So what did that look like? And, and I mean, I'm sure that experience had to be daunting going from just you to now trying to figure out systems and processes and hiring. Mm -hmm. How, how do you go from just mm -hmm. you to beyond? small steps breaking it down. So the first thing I knew was, okay, I need to hire people, but what's my fear? What's my roadblock to that? Well, gosh, I don't know. Are they contractors? Are they employees? What's, how do I run payroll? Yeah. All those questions. But also it was, how do I trust them? Nobody can take care of these dogs like I do. But guess what? There's people out there that take care of dogs better than I do. And I think that our egos get in the way and we think we're so good yeah. that we can't trust anyone else to come on board, but everybody has their own strengths. And yeah. then it comes a matter of trusting people, but finding the right people. This is, wait, dude, this is so crazy. We were talking about this uh, before we started recording that I'm building out an ambassador program for We Are LA Tech and I'm worried about quality control. And here you are, essentially, you have a dog walking ambassador program. Yep, exactly. essentially. Mm -hmm. Ambassadors of dogs. <laughs> yeah, not uh, everybody's yeah. going to be great. And yeah. sometimes people need to move on. Maybe they're not a culture fit. But it's about getting clear on what that person is, what your avatar right. is. Yeah. And also having your systems and processes. So that is having an employee handbook or right. having values that are written down or a mission statement. Yeah. Um, it's also about interviewing a hundred people. Yeah. But then knowing that you're only going to choose the top five out of that hundred. Yeah. Um, and then I would say also it's about having the systems. What do people do every time? So you mentioned you were worried about people not introducing people properly. Yeah. That's, that's a huge thing. Yeah. Because you need, so uh, something that I do is I create, for those of you who don't know, I create meaningful offline experiences and a really key component to that is imagine when you go to a networking event I don't do networking events I create experiences but imagine when you go to a networking event you walk in and it's really intimidating because you don't know anybody and then you feel like at least I do I stand in the corner and I feel really socially awkward I'm like I don't want to interrupt that person or that person and here yes it is true even though I can podcast I get really socially awkward 
uncomfortably. And so I like to create an experience where you walk in and immediately you feel like you walked into your best friend's living room Mm -hmm. and you feel welcome and you're immediately introduced to everybody else there and you understand what the common factors are and it's this super inclusive, warm environment to like let down your your guard and just just be. Yeah. And you can create a handbook or a program or a script that is literally like, this is what we say to greet each guest. Yeah. Here's a variety, but say these things. This is so weird. I never thought I had anything in common with a a dog walking business. Every business is the same. It's just a matter of getting your processes in place and standardizing. And if it's not standardized, then your quality is going to go down the toilet. And we're going to get into your tech company and how this evolved into your tech company in a second. But do you use any particular programs or have any um, suggestions on how to put processes in place? Yeah, that's exactly why I created Handler. (laughs) And I didn't even, honestly, you guys, that was so real. I did not even try to set her up. Perfect. Awesome. Thanks. (laughs) Yeah, I, okay, so I knew that I needed to hire, but how was I going to trust them? How how did I, how was I going to know that somebody actually walked the dog? Yeah. Like they could tell me, oh yeah, I went and took care of Fifi at three o'clock. And then the owner calls me. This happened to me. My clients would call me and say, did you walk my dog today? And I was like, oh my gosh, of course. I even had your dog out like an hour longer because I felt guilty that your dog was home alone all day. Yeah. And because the leash was perfectly put back where I had put it and because I didn't write a note, they didn't know. Yeah. And then, and then I felt skeezy about it. Yeah. And, and so, and then they were, and anyways, so what I wanted, yeah, because how are they supposed to know that you're telling the truth? Yeah, it's and, all about trust. And you're like, here I was just totally trying to respect your home. So it was exactly as you had it. And actually that wasn't mm-hmm. the good thing to do. <laughs> it's like, how would I know that? Yeah. yeah. So then I thought, okay, well, if I'm going to hire people, I need to have checks and balances. I need, I want them to like, how am I going to give them their schedule? Well, yeah. it started out where I was writing everything down in one of those old fashioned books, <laughs> yeah. you know, this, and then totally. am I going to have to email them every night? Am yeah. I go, how? OK, maybe now I can use Google Calendar. But then right. with Google Calendar, now I would have to do invoices for like 50 dogs right. for that month. Right. That's 50 invoices going back through Google Calendar, figuring out when I walk the dog. No wonder I was putting that off for three months. Right. So then I realized what if Google Calendar had a button on it? Yeah. And I just had to click that button and it charged my client's car that was saved on file. Right. And then what if there's GPS tracking? Like, what if I give my dog walkers an app so they can see all their dog walks for the day, what time they're supposed to be there, get directions to the job. They check in. It alerts the client and me, the business owner, that they've arrived. It's GPS pin dropped. Now they write um, a little chat about how the dog did that day and a cute little photo. This is awesome. Thanks. This is Handler. It's so hard to describe unless I like describe it like this. (laughs) (laughs) And then they check out and it automatically charges the client's card on file. Right. And now they get a whole update. They can rate their dog walker. Yeah. So now me as the business owner, I I used to have to beg people to write Yelp reviews, which is so negatively biased. But anyways, it's a whole nother thing. Um. Now, now I know, okay, my dog walker has a 99.9% rating. She's awesome. But why does this person have a 90%? Right. 
they they need training or they need to go. Right, right. Well, that's one thing. I know this has nothing to do with anything, but I really appreciated you sharing it. One thing about your dog company is that you uh, do train all your dog walkers. They're required to go through a very official training before for a week or more before they walk any dog. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really um, unique and, and awesome. Yeah. Very responsible company. <laughs> well, actually, yeah. that brings me to something which I'm really passionate about is go for it. the reason why I believe in small business owners so much. And that's why Handler is a platform that's open to small business owners because yeah. what has happened with the on-demand app, like the big ones, right. is that they're trying to disrupt small businesses, mom and pops. So right. like me, for instance, I've owned my dog walking business for 11 years. Yeah. And now a company like Company X yeah. that has an on-demand dog walking app yeah. with all these contractors that yeah. are losing dogs. Yeah. They get millions of dollars in funding and then and all the small business owners are up in arms like, oh, my God, you are totally outbidding us on Google ads and Facebook ads yeah. and everything else yeah. and stealing clients. And they they have contractors. So yeah. they, 30, their costs are 30 plus percent lower yeah. than me who has employees. And I insure my dog walkers with workers comp in case they break their leg or something. Yeah. I mean, it's I lo- I love I love I love your heart behind what you're doing. And a piece of the story that we haven't yet told, which is amazing, is how are you doing it? Um, Are you let's start here. What is your background in technology before Handler? So my dad, he is this crazy genius, like mechanical and software engineer. He actually works for Tesla, building their assembly lines. He's worked for Seagate and all these other big companies. Yeah. And so I always had the most kick-ass science fair projects. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> my dad and I would build uh, yeah. Rosie the Robot. Yeah. And then we'd like march in the she science did the air fair. quotes. Yeah. yeah my dad yeah. and I. <laughs> so he kind of introduced me to programming and, um, and that's how I got interested. And that's always what I've seen my dad do. Yeah. So then it just made sense when I was thinking about, okay, there's no software that I am dreaming of. Yeah. And then all these Airbnb and Lyft, those all came out and I go, I want an on-demand app for my business. Yeah. But it was way, way too cost prohibitive. Right. And building an app is like having a full-time, it is a full-time company job, et cetera. Right. And so, you know, I couldn't have built this just for Dogs Energy. And so I kind of crowdsourced it in a way like, okay, I'll turn it into a platform so all of us small business owners can jump in. Yeah. And we can all fund it, basically. That's so great. Like not get disrupted. (laughs) And um, how did you I mean, it's an app. Mm -hmm. You're not a programmer. Mm -mm. How did you program an app? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? Where there's a will, there's a way. (laughs) So you just Google the you know what out of it. And um, so I found a great team Mm -hmm. and we have a team of six developers that are working on this. Um, And and it it, there is is a big learning curve. Yeah. Made some mistakes. I have spent a lot of money that I shouldn't have on certain things. Yeah. So it's not been an easy road, but I'm extremely stubborn and naive. And and as far as you're comfortable, because. Again, this is about even here on the podcast, it's about mm-hmm. being in a safe place. Um, share with us some of the more vulnerable moments you've had, some of the more challenging things that you are comfortable sharing 
and how you were able to overcome them or what you've learned from them since. Oh, you mean like all the mansplaining and uh, all the (laughs) (laughs) people that have said to me, oh, how did somebody like you come up with an idea like this or (laughs) it's tough. And how do you how do you overcome someone not being on your team? I think that it's all about putting your head down and being an example and proving it. So maybe Mm. I think that people in minority positions. Yeah. Or women that are in a space that they're it's not typical to see them in. Yeah. <laughs> it means that you just have to ignore all of the implicit yeah. sexism. I, I actually had somebody say to me, um, I don't believe in feminism. I think that women are good at cooking, cleaning, and aesthetics. They said it to you. Uh-huh. Wow. This is somebody I was working with who I was wow the boss of. Yeah. (laughs) And I go, that's funny because I'm really not good at dancing. (laughs) (laughs) I love that response. And I was just like, I just shook my head because there's no, there's kind of no point in arguing or saying you just have to do it and prove it. Totally. And I think with the whole women's movement too, I think that it's really great to speak up and and I think that we should do that too. Yeah. But I think it's even more important is just kicking ass at what you do. Yeah. And and leading with numbers. Totally. And just doing the best job you can. I just it's I wish all of you had the opportunity to get to know Britt. She's seriously one of the kindest, most thoughtful, giving. Gosh. <laughs> you're you're an incredible person and you you truly do overcome a lot and i i definitely feel in this episode like everybody listening doesn't have a sense of what that means nor is it necessarily their business but like i just really appreciate that you literally overcome it like you do not stop and you make sure to rise above every challenge you have and i i i i really admire you for it Well, and anybody who's going through something, know that there is the other side and that you kind of have to accept, fully accept the fact you're going through it and feel that and then know that it's going to end at some point. Yeah. You're in that moment just for that moment. Yeah. I think that long flights have taught me that. (laughs) I kind of go into this Zen thing where I'm like, I'm stuck here in this seat and it's going to be awful so I can either complain about it or I can just watch a great movie and have a glass of wine and be stoked that I can't answer my phone right now. Yeah. (laughs) When I, I, when I get on the plane, I am excited because I'm like, yes, (laughs) 15 hours. When I go to like international Uh 15 hours just for me and I could watch whatever I want. No one can get in touch with me. This is amazing. (laughs) Like I do not like want connective texting Wi-Fi. like, Uh no, T-Mobile keeps asking, did you remember to like turn on your your free Wi-Fi? I'm like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then all of a sudden, boom, you're there and you're having an amazing time and you're not even thinking about that flight anymore. Yeah. And that's how business challenges are. Completely. Completely. Oh, you're so great. Before uh, we close up, there's actually one more thing I'd love to ask. I really enjoy asking all the women when it's applicable this question. Um. How do you balance being an amazing partner in your personal life and being a driven leader? I think it's really about, you know, there's this whole startup grind. Yeah. And you're supposed to work 24-7. Yeah. And I, I 
actually did that when I, I, you do that. Like you're, when you first launch something or when you have a big project, like you are a 24 seven grind, but then something fails. Yeah. Like you can't keep all the balls up in the air. Right. A few of them are going to drop. So you have to take it easy on yourself. I used to beat myself up about that too. Like I haven't worked out. I'm not eating well. Yeah. Or I haven't hardly spent any time with Matt. Yeah. And then, then I realized that it's better to have a little bit more balance. Yeah. But know that you're going to drop some balls, but be okay with that. Yeah. But I think that making sure that you you have good quality time with your friends, your family, your partner, it just it builds you up so that you can face those challenges. Yeah. Because if you're just constantly tired and stressed. Yeah. And then a challenge comes your way, it will knock you on your your butt. Yeah. So um, being charged up and having your own personal time is so important. Totally. Thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast. You are just an angel on this earth. I absolutely adore you. I feel like it is a privilege to know you. I'm not I'm not saying that lightly, especially like with the stuff that I've gone through in the last few weeks. Knowing the good people in this world that is the magic. That is your secret was our, our arsenal is to be surrounded <laughs> by amazing, high quality people. Well, I feel the exact same about Aww, you. And this you. has been so much fun. Yay. Thank you. If you guys want to connect further with the Women in Tech podcast, remember you can go to at Women in Tech show on all the socials. Also, I just bought a new domain name. So I would love your tweet to at Women in Tech show to let me know. Also, tell me what you think. So today I bought womenintech.co and then we have womenintechshow.com, which is what we've been using. Do you think we should use the womenintech.co or womenintechshow.com? Well, you don't want to pigeonhole yourself. So I'm voting womenintech.co. Okay. You guys let (laughs) me know. Tweet tweet at me, Insta, DM, whatever, on Instagram, at womenintechshow, on Facebook, at womenintechshow, message, let me know what you think, womenintech.co or womenintechshow.com. Bye. Bye-bye. UpGuard, one of my favorite companies in Mountain View, combines asset discovery, security ratings, and vendor questionnaires for the only complete cyber risk solution. Not only do they keep us safe online, they empower women in tech internally. They focus on hiring female engineers to make sure that we rise to the top. So I welcome you to take a look at their job opportunities from Mountain View to New York, New York to Sydney, Australia. They are a company worth exploring. Their mentorship culture is magnetic. Mention the Women in Tech podcast when you apply. Just as they celebrate women in tech, we want to celebrate you too. So make sure to let us know when you've reached out to UpGuard and we'll make sure to feature you on the Women in Tech social channels. We believe in you upguard.com visit them for yourself you'll see exactly what i mean the women in tech podcast is an independent production funded by you the community to support women in tech if you believe in the vision as much as we do please consider going to womenintechpodcast.com that's womenintechpodcast.com and just click on the contribution link to keep this podcast going thank you Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.